Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NBA. Free agency is free agency, man. As you know, it's the business we live in. It's something that, you know, I have to sit back and consider with my family. And when that time comes, like the decision is best for us and myself. And like I said, obviously, you know, I thought it was a great time here and great, great experiences. Coaches and Coach Flynn and, and the players and Don and Rudy and everybody. So we'll just have to see what happens. Obviously, if I can't speak and, you know, look into the future and what exactly will happen. It's actually like my first time being a real free agent. So it'll be interesting. But, you know, I did, I did love it here. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. That's Mike Conley at the Jazz Clean Out the Locker Zoom Media Availability Season Ender. Free agency is free agency, PK. No one will argue with that. It starts today, officially. Unofficially, you got to figure there's some deals that are already all done and ready to go. To Good. Be announced. Let's go then. Mike Conley, top of the list for the Utah Jazz. Got the question of the day up. We will get up to the get to this uh, coming up in the next segment. What should the Jazz do? Three years, sixty million, seventy-five million. What would you offer? And we got a lot of answers from uh, seven dollars and fifty cents an hour to uh, forty-five million bucks. That's Her? a pretty big range. No, three years and forty-five oh, million okay. from Jeff. Okay. And I think there's some bigger ones out there as well. And there are people who make more money than Mike. Kawhi Leonard has turned down a $36 million player option. He's eligible for a four-year deal that would average about $44 million. Chris Paul can do better than that. He turned Chris down 44. Paul turned down the $44 million. So how much is he getting? Well, he won't get 44 per, per year. But it would get longer. Let's just give you an idea. These guys live in fantasy world here. I mean, the opportunity to just, if Mike McConley never made another cent, I would assume he would be just fine for the rest of his life. I mean, we're talking about money that's incomprehensible to guys like me, and most folks are listening. Uh, so, you know, what's what's another 30 mil? I mean, <laughs> what are you going to get that you don't have, that you want? It's a bigger pile of cash, and it's coming their way. What will they spend it on, if anything? But which championship contenders will be put together and which will be pulled apart? That will be the interesting part. Kawhi Leonard and Chris Paul aren't going anywhere, are they? For Jazz fans trying to assess the West, they're both going to end up with those teams, the Suns and the Clippers, yes? Oh, I can't say that. I don't know. Do you know? Don't know. It's hoping more for your famous gut instinct honed by the mean streets of New Jersey. Does Paul believe he can have a chance for a better time? Again, it goes back for what more financial security do you need so if he's looking for the utmost amount of dollars then I suppose but if he wants to believe there's some place that he could win win it all and gravy train we we sort of look at these guys and say oh well they're just going to chase a ring but yet man winning at winning at at all costs it should be the thing (laughs) so we sort of speak out of both of our both sides of our mouths there as far as that goes, we want them to prioritize winning more than the fan does. And then if they chase it, well, you went and chased it. That doesn't really count. I'm not sure I understand all that. We want you to win at all costs for the team we root for, whoever that is. 
Miami Heat reportedly closing in on becoming uh, the future home of Kyle Lowry. Raptor star. They can be able to make a deal with him, a sign and trade for Goran Dragic. He picked up the option on Dragic's $19.4 million contract for next season. Think Kyle Lowry is the missing piece of Miami, or they're just doing the best they can, but it still doesn't look like a championship roster. Well, I always believe you try to improve. You like to pose that question all or nothing, and you you do it often over the, over the years. So is Kyle Lowry the missing piece? No. Does he make the team better? I can argue that. Drodge has been hurt a lot. For some of the Olympic basketball players, they'll be making their free agent decision while the quarterfinals are going on. Four games set, and the USA will play Spain tonight at 1040 Mountain Time. They beat the Czech Republic, finished 2-1 in group play. So now it's quarterfinals. Win in advance, lose and go home. U.S. and Spain meet in the Olympics for the fourth games in a row. And I'll be sleeping. Yep, me too. (laughs) I'll wake up and see the score. When I wake up, I'll check the score. Hopefully about eight hours plus from there. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Do you have an ideal time frame for naming a starter to help you get ready for the season? Oh, no. Games are starting quarterback. I think I've said that. So So there's no ideal time because it's Cam. Done. There it is. New England has their quarterback. Game one? Yeah, but then what? Cleveland Browns running back Nick Chubb reached an agreement on a three-year, $36.5 million contract extension with the franchise. $20 million of the deal was guaranteed. Seventh highest among running backs in the league. It's go time for the Browns, PK. They've gone from bad to good. Now can they go from good to great? Can they beat Kansas City and Buffalo and whoever else we have high hopes for in the AFC? The Jets. Yeah. Your new favorite team, baby. Back to the future. My new favorite team. Grew up minutes from where they play. I know, but you've always told us you didn't root for the local teams when you grew up there. I don't root for any teams. But now, (laughs) you're going to root for the Jets. Because it's a story. Arizona Cardinals linebacker Jordan Hicks requested a trade by the team. He says he was told in April, shortly after the team drafted Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa, they couldn't compete for a starting job this season. Says the GM told him that. Hicks has played in all 32 games for Arizona since he signed there in 2019. Got to be on the field. Get me out. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Here's a format after looking at a variety of options. And the charge for those of us appointed to a working group was to check our logos, our conference ball caps at the door, and think about college football. So let's just be candid. The the Pac-12 hasn't had regular access into the playoff. I happen to be one who thinks an adjustment that, that opens that up should be considered. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey on the Pac-12 and the college football playoff. Early in that, Sankey was deflecting the charges that, hey, you knew you were going to rip off Oklahoma and Texas and you drew up a playoff system that's going to get you four, five, however many bursts you can dream of for the SEC. Let's be candid. The Pac-12 has sucked on the SEC Commission. Look at those guys over there. It's interesting because for years there was no playoffs. 
Right. And so we didn't define success by this playoff. And so now that there is, that means either you're great or you suck. And there's nowhere in between because you didn't get a team in to the four-team playoff. It doesn't make any sense to me. All those years when I watched college football and there was no playoff, teams were going crazy. The Devils, I was there in 87, and they won the World uh, Super uh, Rose Bowl. And it was the, the be-all, end-all. But now I found out, well, that sucked. What was I thinking? Because they didn't get in. There was no playoff. They didn't win at all. They won the Rose Bowl, and it was the greatest thing ever at the time. But years later, I realized how wrong that was if I follow this line of thinking. Yeah, but I think the line of thinking was always win the biggest game you're allowed to play. That was the biggest game they were allowed to play. Now right, it's no allowed longer. to play. Right. So, so if somebody doesn't allow you to play, then how is that any different? Because it's a committee. It's not settled on the field completely. It's like figure skating. It's a committee. It's judged. Yeah, so how's that any different? Nice try there. I'll give you credit, but it didn't work. It's about as dumb as your thing that you said last week of letting Hawaii into the Pac-12. Yeah, I regret that. I retract that, Your Honor. (laughs) So we have trouble with late games, so let's put on later games. No, that wasn't what I was saying, but I still retract it. No, plugging them into the existing 830 slot, but never mind. I retracted that. Okay. Uh, let's see, what else we got from college sports? Well, this is a shocker. The Board of Regents of Texas and Oklahoma unanimously voted to formally accept invitations to join the SEC. That was all done. Man, that news broke and is, yeah, we'll apply, we'll accept you, we'll vote to go in. Boom, boom, boom. And Utes, you were wrong for celebrating Sugar and Fiesta because you weren't in a playoff. So it really didn't matter. The most they were allowed to do. As are um, so many teams except for four. (laughs) So whoever wins the Rose Bowl this year, you shouldn't celebrate. Because apparently that wasn't the most you were allowed to do. But yet it was. Try to figure that one out. The NCAA Board of Governors on Friday called for a constitutional convention in November. Man, that sounds important. First step towards launching dramatic reform and how the sprawling multi-billion dollar enterprise of college sports is governed for years to come. The NCAA wants to reimagine how it manages the needs of more than 450,000 athletes. The goal is to make sure we can align authority and responsibilities, get that right between campuses and conferences on the national level, NCAA President Mark Emmert said in a brief teleconference with reporters. We don't do it. Here, let's dump this stuff in your lap. You're in charge. I'm tired of this. We'll be putting on championships. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. And there's a swing and there's a high fly ball deep right field. Going back is Bowers at the wall. That ball is history. Jonah Heim has done it again. A walk-off home run for the second day in a row. And the Rangers have won it 4-3. Fastball driven right. Will it go? Yes, it will. Brian Goodwin with the bat flip and a bottom of the ninth game-winning home run for the White Sox. Highlights from Major Major League Baseball. Brian Goodwin, one out bottom of the ninth, giving the White Sox the 2-1 win over the Cleveland Indians. The Chicago Cubs players have left town and done quite well, PK. Wherever they go, they seem to hit home runs. That's how they, they make their debut. Chris Bryant... 
Did it on Sunday three times in three days. He had a two-out solo homer in the third. Giants beat the Astros 5-3. to three. And in addition to that, uh, Rizzo homered in his first at-bat for the Yankees and Baez homered in his first at-bat for the Mets. Craig Krimbell didn't do it. <laughs> Relief pitcher. <laughs> we don't expect it from him. Was he allowed to hit? Oh, again, back to that allowed stuff. Yes, you can't hit a home run if you don't go to the plate. <laughs> and, of course, Elias Sports Bureau has the research that says they're the first trio of ex-teammates in the modern era to start the season on the same team and then homer in their respective debuts with a new club. How about the old era? Don't know about that. They don't repeat on that. They don't report on that. Just the modern era, just since 1900. Don't know what went down in the 1800s. Third time is that going to be the charm for Fernando Tatis Jr. Shoulder surgery. If he gets it, it's season ending. He's on the 10-day injured list. He partially dislocated his left shoulder, sliding into third base against the Colorado Rockies. Seems like a trick shoulder, and that's happening all the time. Mets did not sign right-hander Kumar Rocker, the 10th overall pick in the amateur draft before yesterday's signing deadline. Mets reportedly had concerns over the health of the former Vanderbilt star pitching arm, but his agent Scott Boris said Rocker's arm is healthy and he wants the money. Don't expect Scott Boris to say anything else. Okay, I don't understand this. If you had concerns, why the Why'd hell did you use the 10th overall pick on him? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to me either. I got nothing for you there. Bees lost both games of their doubleheader in Albuquerque. Teams will square off again tonight at 635. Coverage at 615. With Steve Klopke hey. right here on the tour of the zone. tough to win in the pit, man. <laughs> That's not where they play, but that would be awesome. <laughs> Baseball's just Stones throw away. around the pit. Yeah, it's right across the street. <laughs> DJ and PL, what do we got for a baseball update? Where's that game now? Six to five in the eighth inning, Team USA leading Japan. All right, there it is. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Acosta hooks it into the traffic of free U.S. beating Mexico for the second time this summer in a tournament final, winning the Gold Cup on Miles Robinson's goal late in extra time. The U.S. women's national team, not so fortunate, beaten by Canada earlier this morning in the semifinals of the Olympics. They're going to play for the bronze medal. Shutout three times in these games. RSL, dueling shutouts in Houston. <laughs> Nil, nil, PK. <laughs> the theme here with soccer. <laughs> oh, Lack game, of other scoring. Games, other games had goals and winners. That game oh, had people pinging the frame. You're a defender of soccer because you went up there one time at Rice Eccles. We know the story, and I interrupted you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> RSL is back in action Wednesday night against action? the Galaxy zero, in zero? Los Angeles. It'll be a lot of running. <laughs> Miles will be covered. And I don't I don't know, you think they're going to get a third straight shutout? Three in a row? Chances apparently are better than even <laughs> that they will. <laughs> what is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. 
We're talking NBA free agency this morning. It kicks off today, 4 o'clock Mountain Time. Dan Feldman, NBA writer for NBC Sports Pro Basketball Talk, joins us at 8.05 to forecast what may or may not go down. We will talk with him then. Your advice for the Jazz. What to do with Mike Conley? How much to offer him? We will get to that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. The general manager for the Utah Jazz, Justin Zanuck. Is it safe to say that you are going to make re-signing Mike Conley a priority? Certainly, we value Mike and what he's meant to our team. Obviously, I can't comment on how things will roll out. However, we do have a plan in place. We love him. Each move that you guys see that comes out, whether it's a draft pick, a trade, a signing, I know there's this urge to have like a hot take, but evaluating those in a silo is tough. In a couple weeks, you look back and look at it in its entirety of what we needed to do and what we were able to execute on. I think the bigger picture becomes more clear. That picture is not completed yet with a few more stages we have to go here. We have a plan, and hopefully we'll get it done. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Summer Games Update brought to you by Zero Res. Your pets are angels, but urine-soaked carpet is a nightmare for your house. Zero Res has a special method to remove stains that leaves your carpet clean and smelling fresh. Schedule your appointment with Zero Res Carpet Cleaning today. That's Zero Res. ZeroResSaltLake.com. Up north, it's ZeroDavisWeber.com. Call them at 801-288-9376. Free agency starts tonight at 4 o'clock, and reports have the Jazz offering Mike Conley three years and 60 or $75 million. What would you offer? PK, a lot of comedy here. Uh, a lot of intended. They think they're funny. Again, Matt Matt says free meals for two years. Again, only your wife thinks you're funny. Rick says no less than $60. And we know you think you know ball because you played it in the church gym since you were in the seventh grade and you found somebody who's going to laugh at you so you think you're funny. Heidi says the door. <laughs> and go apologize to Derek and plead for him to come back because we had a moment of insanity. Really? It's, a, it's funny how people get so attached to players. And Favors is one of them. It, the amount of connection to Derek Favors... Is unusual. As a backup center. <laughs> and in 15 minutes, and he wants to be here, and he's a black guy, so that gives you some credibility. And I know I'm the only one who's going to mention that. But, I mean, they, they feel like there's that connection. But what did he really do? Is he the difference between winning and losing? Is he, as a backup center, I mean, I don't have any problem with him. But, I mean, I'm... There was a time I thought he was guaranteed minutes, and I said, well, should he be guaranteed minutes? And I was told to stick it on the air because of the connection to Derek Favors. And now management is over the connection to Derek Favors. Twice. Yep. (laughs) I don't understand this love affair with Derek Favors to where you're just almost heartbroken that he's not on the team anymore. Longest guy in terms of uh, service. No one's been a jazz man further back than him, even with the year away. And he wanted to be here. So badly he came back a second time. Rejection, man. Do you want your team to be better? 
Well, if you do, then you need to move on from Derek on that contract. If you're on a different contract, you might not need to move on. Well, But on that contract, for the minutes he's playing and the money he's getting, it's not a surprise it went the way it did. And would you rather O'Neal, Clarkson, Ingles, Bogdanovich? Hey, hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> Obviously, for the money they're getting, which is in the same ballpark, Royce yeah. is getting a little less. Uh, Bogey's getting a lot more. I, I kind of feel like Bogey's up in a in another class, but you know, Joe was making about four million more. He's the most dispensable guy. Yep, that's what it boils down to. Yep. Now, would you rather have Conley over Favors? Apparently, this lady—I already forgot her name. Uh, thinks, Heidi. Heidi thinks that she would rather have Favors over Conley. The door. That seems harsh. Scott says uh, offer him between 10 and $13 million a year for two years. He sits too often. Now, you believe that's a critical flaw of Mike Conley, don't you? The most important ability is availability. So it's a critical flaw. Sounds harsh, but I'll go with it. Well, that's yes. What, that's what you, if you don't play. For, if uh, you don't Tatiste, play. Yeah, you tweeted you that. If you don't play... The only flaw of Tatis is a critical flaw. Yeah. Those are your words. I'm afraid he's not going to be here for the postseason. Which this is year. exactly, right, this year, which is exactly what just happened with Conley and the just completed. Okay. Difference year. being he's 22 years old. Yes. And the other guy's 30. Can have shoulder and get the surgery fixed. Yeah. 33. Yeah. So I feel like they're going to have to wrap him in bubble wrap in the regular season, play him 50 games maybe, and then hope he stays healthy in the postseason. The problem is that uh, in baseball you can get around it because you can just keep piling salary on. There's no salary cap, luxury tax, and if they lose Conley, they can't replace him. Now that they've waived Matt Thomas, they can't. <laughs> I missed you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Monson wants to play him two hundred and fifty grand per each game played. Not the way it works. No, it's not. That'd be twenty million a year if he played eighty games. Matt Thomas wanted to be here, yeah, just well, as much as Derek Favors wanted to be here. <laughs> but yet we just discard Matt Thomas yeah. as who cares human being. Never bonded with him. Sorry, because we weren't allowed. Back to the word allowed. Yeah, the word allowed is going to be big today. I can already. He would have stayed. But much like they did with favors, no, you're out. It's a cold world. It's a cold studio, too. It really is. <laughs> they could save some money on air conditioning. <laughs> they could. <laughs> Phil says, I mean, in comparison to Alonzo Ball, Alonzo's singing four years, $80 million, and uh, he's skilled and a hell of a lot younger. But $5 million less per season for what the Jazz are offering Conley on this rumor. Mm, similar stats comparing the two. Uh, I think the stat you're skipping there is uh, the shooting percentage stats. Is Lonzo shooting it that well? Oh, he got a lot better this year. But why are we comparing him? Why, what's the point of bringing his name up? The uh, guard looking for a multi-years, multi-millions, I guess. So you're saying go after him? Is that what you'd rather have Lonzo I think Phil Ball? wasn't so much doing that. He was more comparing the stats and trying to slot guys. I'd rather have Lonzo Ball over Mike Conley, too. Lonzo's 23 and healthy. He has time to develop, as Phil points out. And he did get a lot better this last season. Conley is 10 years older, and father time is creeping. 
Yeah. And in 10 years, there'll be somebody else, and we'll say, I'd rather have that yeah. player X over Lonzo Ball because Lonzo Ball will be in his mid 30s, and it's the way it works. Justin says, I love Conley, but he can't play back to backs, and not having him play killed us in the playoffs. Are there no younger options? Yes, there are younger options. Are there better options? Well, especially because you would have to give up another player to go get them. You're going to trade for one of those younger options? You can't just pocket Mike's money and then use it on the free agent market. So you could not sign Mike and then trade one of the multiple guys you just listed and get somebody, but your team's gotten thinner. I mean, the big thing that's happening here is the rookie contract is over for Donovan Mitchell, and he's now getting paid big, big money. And that, along with the big money that Rudy Gobert is making, vaults you, uh, <laughs> most of your money is spent. So what are you going to do? Well, what do you mean most of your money is spent? I mean, Zanuck said on Thursday, Ryan's resources and commitment to spending are going to be at levels that we've never done with the Jazz. And what I think that means is that they're going to sign Conley, and it's going to be a number that's going to have us talking when we hear it, and they're going to go out and use the mid-level exception. And with the tax they're going to have to pay because they did both those things after they signed two All-Stars to mega deals, it's going to be a big number. Well, that's what it costs to win. A big number, right. But when you have that number, you can't... I mean, if they let Conley go, they can't use that money to go sign a free agent. Well, it depends on what the free agent wants. Okay. In a similar financial neighborhood. You're right. They could go use it to sign a free agent to a minimum deal. But you assume that if you sign someone on a minimum deal, you're getting a fraction of the talent. Yeah, but you just told me availability is the most important. So if I get somebody who plays 82 and is healthy in the playoffs, is that better than Conley, who won't come close to playing 82, and we don't know his availability in the playoffs? I think they're going to roll the, roll the dice on Conley being available in the playoffs. I mean, if he can't play in the playoffs, then that's going to be a problem. Yeah. But they're going to roll the dice on him being available for the playoffs. Well, sure, it looks like that, but should they? Let me fast forward and see if he's actually available for the playoffs. <laughs> well, then that's, you're not, that's not a roll of the dice if you already know the answer. If I know what the number's going to be, I would know whether to bet on it or not. Then, then it's not, that's not called betting. Scott says three years and $60 million sounds good. It would sound good to me. Sound good to you. You couldn't say yes fast enough. Yeah, but, but here's a guy who signed a $152 million contract in 2016. He's probably so, not so out of money. What, what the hell's another sixty million? I mean, it's not that. Is it really going to make a difference? And go back to what I said earlier. Does that really matter? Does he care? I mean, he cares. That's probably a wrong thing to say, but does it make that big of a difference in his life? I mean, when you got your own gym full size on your property, all right. You, you, you're not, you've got you got pretty much all the toys you, you wanted. You're not point. hurting for yeah. money either way. But that's not to say he shouldn't go get more. I mean, I'd, it's about respect too, and all that BS that they manage to say when that means they're filthy rich. Brian says, 
We've had Conley in a bubble year, an abbreviated condensed season. We've not had him in a year where things are more normal. I think this will be a great deal. What difference does that make? Uh, I guess Brian is thinking, well, maybe the hamstrings are reacting to uh, the condensed schedule. So fewer games? It's reacting to fewer games? That doesn't make any sense to me. He did take 10 games out. He wasn't hurt in the bubble last year, was he? No. He just missed the game for his wife's pregnancy? Yeah. Childbirth was a just when he was hurt, back pretty quick, didn't he? The, yeah, when he was hurt the year before, it was uh, before the pandemic on a regular schedule. Right, but he didn't miss any playoff, and they only played one round. Right. Uh, so he didn't he miss. He left the bubble because his wife was giving birth. Yeah. And then he came racing back to get back on the floor. Right, so he missed game one. Is that it? Which they, yeah, that was it, right? I think so, yes. Yeah. So he was fine there. Yep. And so that's what they're betting on. Well, it's bad break that he had a problem in the playoffs this year, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen again. Uh, I, yeah. The problem is if I'm paying somebody $60 million, I don't like the word bet. <laughs> I get that. I get that. You're not alone there. You are the man of the people with that take. I mean, I'm giving you just a ton of money. I want to I want a return on it. And I don't want to have to bet on it. Travis is three years that much money is ridiculous. Why put all your eggs in one basket on a guy who can't stay healthy and is on the downside of his career? Jazz are desperate to try and win a championship that may or may not happen. It's just sad. Everybody is. How's, how are they any different? They aren't. I mean, stepping out on the court for Game 5, the Suns and the Bucks were in the may or may not happen mode. It happened for the Bucks. It didn't happen for the Suns. Don't you want your franchise to be desperate to win a title? Well, I, I, think, I think what they want is them to be desperate to win another title. Well, but I get your point. Yeah, once you have one, you're going to want another, and you're going to. They be don't desperate. have one. That's pointless, I though. I mean, they, they're trying to win a title. That's to be admired, not to be scorned, and say it's. What did he say at the end there? It's, it's sad. Just sad. It's sad. Actually, there's joy in Mudville. <laughs> the fact that they are desperate to try to win. That, that I couldn't disagree more with that dumb take. Stupid, stupid, stupid. On the first Monday of August, you'd think that and we've gotten past the most intense heat that we've had and your brain would start to be unfried and you'd come at us with a decent take. But no, you came at us with something entirely stupid. Travis is applauding you because he literally responded with that take. Serious, one of the dumbest comments I've ever seen. Jazz are desperate to try and win a championship that may or may not happen. Well, no duh, dude. So is every other team in the NBA, and if you want that to happen, you're more likely to do so with Conley than without. I can agree to that. Because you could go out there and find somebody young and inexpensive on the way up, but aren't they going to have to have multiple playoff failures if they are indeed even the right person who can lift their game to that level, as opposed to getting a journeyman who is pretty much what they're going to be? That's the reason they're willing to pay Conley. There's risk over here that he could miss games. But this guy over here, you don't know that given forever, and you don't have forever, but given forever, you don't know that you'd ever be able to find that gear to get it done at the highest level. Yeah, but you don't know anything, though, because if you knew it, you would do it. Right. So that, that, that applies across staying, the board. I think, I think the Jazz think Conley staying healthy 
is more likely than them finding the needle in the haystack and that guy in a minimum. Well, I don't is about know that. I mean, they, they've got the mid-level exception and they've got some minimum stuff. So, but I think they're going to use it all the, wisely. I think they're going to use the mid-level exception on another wing player or some versatile person who can play when Rudy Gobert sits. I just want players. I don't care who they use it on. How do I know that that person isn't going to be the difference? Because that place, that person just kicks butt. And when you look at it, if you've got something, if you've got a foundation, I could argue that Drew Holiday was the difference because they already had some foundation, obviously, in the great player in Yanni. So getting some of the Hornacek was the difference. In and of himself, he's not the difference in terms of getting them to the finals. But when you add to the puzzle, he becomes the difference in that he's able to do good things because they've already got two Hall of Famers there. So maybe they whoever they get it doesn't have to be this person versus Conley because Conley can be replaced too I mean Joe when he starts his numbers aren't that far off from what Conley does so then they got to go out and find another Joe to come off the bench whatever it might be sure yeah yeah because he can't be that guy while he's replacing this guy over here well, I could argue why spend the money on Conley when I know Joe can replace Conley very well. Spend the money on finding a backup like Joe, which I would assume would be easier. Well, you'll, you're going to have to do it at the minimum because you're going to be over the cap. You'll have the mid-level exception, yeah. but I think you're using that to find whoever's taking up favors well, minutes. Find the best player available, and that, that's always been my thing. Uh, find the best player available who's... Willing to take your money. Uh, I mean, you drafted as a bouquet for a purpose, right? So he he has no chance to take favors as minutes. That was just a waste of pick. Didn't see enough of him to say that this guy can do it this year. Uh, maybe somebody else inside the organization thinks he can, but I don't think I don't think anybody sitting where we're sitting is counting on him to be a critical piece next year. Is 15 minutes a critical piece? I get your point. It may not be. I mean, ideally, your starters are so good. But it depends if you... The person who plays that may not be limited to 15 minutes. They may play 15 minutes over here when Rudy's off the floor and then still give you another 10 minutes alongside him when he is on the floor. Okay, and he may not be, by he definition. Not, he may not be. <laughs> but as a week, he would not be. He would just be plug him in when Gobert's out. He's not going to play alongside Gobert. Robert says, Conley is it. We either sign him or take a step backwards. Sign him for a more normal year will be a step forwards. Can't guarantee. I get where you're going at the start, but at the end there, I can't guarantee that. Sign him for a more normal year will be a step forwards. What? Just because the schedule is what we know, somehow that's going to make him healthier? No, because the year before, before the pandemic hit, before everything stopped in Oklahoma City, he'd had a hamstring issue. Well, you don't have to and go to the year before that. Years. You can go the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that. I mean, there's no need to single out one season before the pandemic. His record is what it is as far as durability. And I don't think it's changing. That'd be great if at 34 suddenly he became Iron Man. Step aside, Cal. I got this. 
Leroy says, okay, I'll do the money, but a team option on that third year would be ideal. Sure, but I mean, somebody else guarantees him. What do you expect him to do? Take the guarantee? Yeah. That's what I'd expect. Chris says two years and $44 million, Or three at 60 with a team option after every year. Not, not, not doing the team option after every year. That's not happening. No, because he can probably get more. It depends on you know what is what is exactly he looking for. The most money or a championship. Well, I don't know that it's either or, because you're you. There's no way you can guarantee that you're going to win the title. It's just not going to happen. True story. So you can't. So what's his best shot? You can, well, I don't know is what is his best shot. I mean, what, what, what is best shot? Is there a best shot? I don't know that there is a best shot. Is there a legitimate shot? Yes. Is there a best shot? I don't think there is. I think you're looking for a legitimate shot, and I think you've got a legitimate shot right here. Best shot? I mean, is best shot Milwaukee? What is best shot? I don't think best shot exists. Other shots that might be legitimate might require him to take a lot less money. Is Phoenix the best shot? Particularly if Chris Paul signs elsewhere? That would be intriguing. Then dominoes would start falling. Well, they always will. You know, we see that. It's, we do. You're right. It's how it works. Now, they've changed management, and then it gives you an idea of what the NBA and pro sports is about, but they've changed management drastically since the Gordon Hayward thing. And Yeah, new ownership, and Dennis Lindsay isn't calling the shots in the front office. So, yeah. That's and Steve Starks change. isn't there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And those guys had said... They weren't going to be last anymore in their own free agents. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing that they learned. Because it, they'd have guys, I don't know they'd still be on the team, but at the time, Gallinari was very interested. Kyle Lowry was very interested. And a much younger Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. And they felt like, you know. They felt they, like they could have jumped into that pool, yeah. hit, and signed somebody. Right. And they would have. They're at, they absolutely would have. Well, but they waited on Hayward over here, and, and then he stood him up. everyone else yeah, yeah. landed somewhere else. Right. Like so The cupboard was bare by the mm-hmm. time they got the bad news. Yeah. So I guess the thing then is that, yes, there have been a bunch of changes, but the owner was local and was a fan and was following it and has got to be at least partially aware. And Jim Olson, who's now been elevated to president, was in the organization and you and I both know him, he's certainly aware. And Quinn Snyder is still in the group. He's 100% aware. So, to your point, I would think that that thought still governs the way they do things. Justin Zanuck's certainly aware also. So, it's not like anybody was, I don't know, GM and coming from Atlanta or Brooklyn or someplace. You could be first, but if the other guy doesn't want to make you first, it doesn't matter what you think. True story. But they're not going to sit idly by with all the eggs in one basket. 
Yeah, but you uh, just said that they can't go B. get a player when you're no, what they, money, they, what so they, that what they may creates do, a problem. You're right, but what they'd have to do is, like, if this is dragging on too long, what's our biggest need? Do we use the mid-level exception here for a guard instead of using it for a backup center or a wing? How do they prioritize those three needs? I think the path they want to go down is, hey, we're going to pay Conley, and it's going to cost ownership a lot, but he's willing to sign off on it. It's going to put us way in the luxury tax, but he's willing to do it. So we're going to take care of one need there. Now we're going to use the mid-level exception, and they got the other things ranked. Who's willing they, to do it? I think Ryan is. Isn't that that quote okay, you shared okay, earlier? Okay, no, I didn't know you meant Conley was willing to do it or the owner. Okay. Yeah. I want to clarify. The owner is willing to gotcha. go deep into luxury tax gotcha. and write a ginormous check. Uh-huh. And so they're going to prioritize. So for the guard need, they're going to take Conley, the the money Uh they can pay Conley because he's their own guy, and then go over the cap. Yeah. Use a mid level exception. And then sign a bunch of rookie deals or a bunch of veteran exception, veteran minimums or or rookie deals. Yeah, Yeah. wherever they think the talent is. Uh If they don't hit on Conley, then they got to prioritize their need on the guard line. And you're right. What they may decide to do is, hey, Joe's going to get more minutes. And we have really got to bring in someone who can play a lot of minutes as a wing guy because Joe's going to be over here absorbing Conley's minutes. Someone's got to absorb the minutes Joe was playing. And so that, that's the other way to play it. But with the mid-level exception, again, you can get outbid. So it's a little risky there. But to your point about a legitimate chance of the championship, and the thing we always talk about is who's willing to come to Utah, regardless of what happens with Conley. When they offer a player the mid-level exception, and if somebody else is offering the mid-level exception, the money's the same, what do they opt for? Do they opt for a place where uh, it's close to the home, a place they've already been, they're familiar with, a relationship with a coach, relationships with a teammate? Or they look at Utah and think, yeah, I don't really know what's on the other side of the country, and I've heard a bunch of bad things about it. But I've also got a couple of people who are there who I know telling me how to give it a shot, and it looks like, here we go, they have a legitimate shot at a title. And then will that person jump? Because I think all those discussions about, hey, you and Dennis and now you and Justin can recruit people here, this mid-level exception, this is where when the money's the same, what do people really want to do? And can you talk them into it? Will they come here? Because they look at Donovan and they look at Rudy and they look at the rest of the roster and think, hey, there's a shot. All right, DJ and PK. Coming up, Dan Feldman, NBA writer for NBC Sports Pro Basketball Talk. We'll run all this by him at 8.05, 15 minutes away. Stay with us. This this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. You know I was babysat until 8th grade. Dolores Arnold used to babysit me every day after school. And Dolores? Her husband. Yeah. Look how you got like 220-pound 8th grade hands. Well, Can we not focus on that? You're like, you're like, hey, Dolores. Hi, Hans. I think it's funny the thought of a... Eighth grade Hans Olsen probably pushing two bills. He's <laughs> sitting in and being babysat. You guys let me know when you're done so I can finish my story. Tell us more about Dolores. Anyways, her husband Don liked MASH. Sitting next to Don on the couch watching MASH. Hey, <laughs> Don, you can-, can I borrow your shaver? <laughs> Catch Hans and Scotty every day. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by SNS Roofing, your locally owned roof repair experts for a free quote and for all your roofing needs. Call SNS Roofing. So, PK, there was a lot of flooding yesterday, and you and I both got to drive in it. That was a good time. 
You were at the epicenter, I think, the worst of the worst. Many people have horrible stories. But from what I've been able to gather, Cedar City had it worst. Not to minimize how terrorized anybody else was, but that stuff out of Cedar City, that was horrific. That's the only place I saw a car just basically swallowed up. Okay. So what'd you, what'd you see? We were proceeding northbound. Ah, nice! <laughs> the suspect was proceeding northbound. And I definitely am a suspect. I am suspect, that's for sure. Uh, we left St. George about uh, 3.15 and got up just north of Cedar City, just maybe a couple of miles there. And all of a sudden, man, it starts raining and the, the uh, hail is poof, poof. And next thing you know, you're stopped, dead stopped on the freeway. And you look over to your right, and there's these little hills. And you see this water just hauling, screaming down these hills. And it's coming right for the freeway. And you're not going anywhere. You're stopped. And you look, and you see this water just really racing right toward you. So... Everybody, including myself, cuts across the median because you see this water coming and you don't know what's going to happen. And it's really racing hard. You know, you see, we've all seen those pictures of water flowing at just rapid speeds. And it's coming from multiple areas. It's coming from the north to the south and it's coming from the east to the west. Right. And we're in the northbound lane. So we cut across the median just like everybody else did and pulled in, got off the, so now we're going south, got off the exit and went around to a gas station and waited it out for about 45 minutes. I actually fell asleep. I was, I got really tired and fell asleep, reclined the chair. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're sleeping through this one. Yeah. So we, I fell asleep probably about a half hour. Uh, and then it was about 4.30, and the sun was out. And they have that, I think, R- R- Road 91 you could take, which runs parallel to the freeway. Mm-hmm. But there was a sheriff's, and it was coned off. And you had the siren, or the, the lights, lights going. going. Yes. That's kind of a sign that yeah. this is not a good place. And you could right see now. people were getting off the freeway and going around the gas station and try to go there. But he's the police, is, he's they're standing you. there, right. so no one's going through. So then we took... Um, I think it was Highway 130. Highway 130? Yeah, Road 130. Not a highway, whatever you call it. And uh, went, so this is just a couple miles north of Cedar City, went uh, a little west and north and then come back east. And you got back just north of the Creamery and Beaver. And so then you go underneath the freeway because there was no exit, go into the town on Main Street, oh, turn left to go north. Oh, wow. That's a little state route. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it reminded me, so we're way back there. You're way back on the west side of 15. Way west. Yeah. Way, way west. Yeah. yeah. And 10, 15, 20 miles in some spots. Yeah. And we're back. And you got up to Minersville and you hung a right and headed back to Beaver and it, rejoined I-15. And there's a little dink town, Minersville. Yeah. Very, very, very small. And it reminded me of the drive that I would make from Spokane to Pullman with the rolling hills and all. Mm. Cause it was, and there was nothing there, mm-hmm. and so it just reminded me. Was of that it still drive. pouring at that point? No. Oh, you got through the worst of it. Yeah, we waited it out, but okay. and and so waited it out, 
and then got on. And then when we got close here along the Wasatch Front, it started raining like crazy again. But nothing like it was in Cedar, where the, the it's clearly water is coming right at you. And if you don't do something, something could be wrong here. So I've just retweeted while you were telling that story some of the video that the weather guys at Channel 2 had tweeted out, Chase Thomason had tweeted out. And one of them is that the car with the, uh, it looks like a maybe a horse trailer, or some, some type of trailer, not a horse trailer, but some kind of trailer, and it just gets swallowed up. Yeah, there was about five minutes there where I was getting very, very nervous. Uh, and then I just saw everybody just cut across the median, and I did the same. Yep. We're out of here. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, when we come back, Dan Feldman, NBA writer for NBC Sports Pro Basketball Talk. All about free agency. Who's going where? Who's re-upping? How do the dominoes fall? We'll get to that next.